What's up, my miners of intelligence? <laughs> we redo. Redo. <laughs> no, just roll it. It's I can't do it. I can't do it. We no, we got to just rolling. We got to redo it. Come on, we gotta, we're we doing have it. To redo, we're we have to redo it. We got to redo it. What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Today with me, I've got friend, podcast Yay. host, motherfucking nick ramos is in the house what's up fat cloud ripper thank you yeah dude he's he's on the you're on the jewel this is a fireside chat this is episode 100 this is a a feat we had we had to we had to bring out cue the confetti uh overlay video we're gonna go for a fireside uh, chat vibe i'll do it in post cloudy yeah, we gotta yeah. get <laughs> one <laughs> of my favorite one of my favorite people. You're one of my favorite guests. I, I found this guy because uh, I'm a history nut, and he had a glorious podcast. I reached out, and I don't know. We've kind of kindled a nice little friendship uh, of being mm-hmm. in the same space. So, dude, wouldn't want to do it with anybody else besides Jim, D- Demarco, you know. But other yeah, than that, man, nah, you're the guy. Nah, episode one hundred, sweet guy. Bro. He's, he's the a, sweetest he's, guy. I do what I can. He's he's a sweet. So what have you been up to, man? Are, are you still producing? You're still you're still making uh, the the history of the Cuban Revolution's pod, correct? Yeah, I treat it like a redheaded stepchild. Like I have neglected <laughs> that podcast so much throughout the years. I get like sometimes <laughs> I just go on like six month hiatuses and I get mail like, "Are you dead? Are you okay? Are you finishing it?" Um, and uh, yeah, no, but I'm I'm back to like working on it more regularly now. I know, nice. yeah. You you just dropped an episode in July, so it. I mean, I got obsessed with it, dude. It was it was it's it it, it is amazing, but I get it, man. Like the the podcasting game, if you're you still have to work, uh, is hard, and I'm in that boat. But I don't have to do as much intensive reading, research, writing. I think you even fucking sent me. Uh, some of the do- yeah production of this is like thirty pages written out. Fuck that, dude. No, I couldn't. Do yeah, that, it's so. it's like a, it's it's a, it's an insane amount of work. And like when I was doing it more actively, like I got to like one hundred thirty on a Patreon or something, and I was like, holy shit, one hundred thirty bucks for like the podcast monthly. That's pretty good. And then I proceeded mm-hmm. to you know like not make an episode for like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> Just be a fucking asshole, and I never paused it either. <laughs> Because <laughs> I knew, oh, I mean, more were God. coming out, right? You're paying for the the perspective, uh, whatever. But um, no, now now I'm back at it. So hopefully, uh, more regular stuff. Well, you 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 also turned down some. You've also turned down some uh, ad placement opportunities too, which I find insane. Because like, if 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 we had to, if someone offered us. An ad placement for like like dildos, we would do it. We would definitely do it. Like on those viral Twitter threads, like right below, where it's like you know, a snack (laughs) hidden. Come get your galaxy, get your galaxy lamp here on Rick's Mind podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, like what was that trend on Twitter? Like. What was that trend on Twitter last year, where or last year or the year before, where it was like someone would post some sort of like like setup tweet for a huge thread, and it just was to to uh advertise some weight loss product that everybody was doing <laughs> how, yeah, how do you um, guys think how do you guys think an ad read for dildos would go like like how do you i'm just trying to think of how i would do it like would it be I mean, like, if it were like uh like for adamandeve.com yeah like you're a dragon I, at least other other podcasts they let you do whatever the fuck you want so it's like true. you know Go ham, shove it up your ass. That's what it's for. You just got to hit the the facts. I think as long as you hit the facts, Mm -hmm. 
Right. You, okay, that you can I've, riff with the idea. They normally right? send you like buzzwords or like phrases that you have to have in the ad, and then the rest is kind of just like do whatever. I feel like how I would start it out would be like this. You guys ready? <clears throat> if you're concerned about health, fear not. This is the highest grade silicone for you or for you and your girl. <laughs> Jerubi's dildos. <laughs> Ruby's use the code use use the code Rick R I K to save ten percent. Yeah, when you're using your dildo, be sure yeah. to think of the Rick's Mind podcast. No, they be they need to be made out of hemp. They would have to be they would have to be hemp dildos, like because we're all about sustainability on this show. Our friends at the uh, who are environment who are environmentalist buddies. God, what Mike and Nelson's big on hemp. Yeah, no, no, Mike. No, um, uh, scientists' rebellion. They would kill us. It have oh, to yeah. be sustainable. It have to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe so. I don't know enough about silicone to say if it's sustainable. Yeah, you we know. actually we need to follow up with them. They're trying to get back on the pod. We have not been good at. Getting what other whatever materials could you make out of flex seal? Or like, could you make a dildo out of flex seal? Like, I don't know. You can make could, a dildo like, out of could tape you? and balsa wood if you wanted to. I was gonna say because you can buy it in the like the big can, right? And you can pour it. You could just pour it into an injection mold. John, are you he, speaking this is from he's experience? The sound engineer. No, I'm just like these are the things that happen <laughs> in my brain. Like you said, dildos. I'm like, what could you make dildos? Could you do flex seal? Because I'm, I'm obsessed with, right? I'm obsessed with flex seal. I want to make things out of it. <laughs> just because, like, the dude made the like the fan boat out of uh, mm -hmm. like mesh and flex seal. Pull, it's like, will when you the fuck pull now? that up? I want to look at that. So are we, what, Nick, uh, we've, we've switched, uh, we've switched production and we're using a new production. Do we get all these? Well, I don't. John has all these new tools and we can pull mm -hmm. things up. So for people that are listening, I'm going to be like, hey, can you pull that away? I always say, will you pull that up? But now mm -hmm. we can, I can look at the video and if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can see all the fucked up things we looked at too. So we're... <laughs> right. We're now looking at a flex seal. He's he's pulling it up right now. He's, we're he's about Lieutenant to. Data. We're about to. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's it's harder when he's involved. Oh, here it comes. Boom. Here it comes. So nah, we fuck, are. Dude, you're gonna get demonetized. Should be coming. We're not oh, gonna get demonetized, dude. We're not even not a monetization. It. Actually, we did have a video. Get Can you pulled see down. it? Can everybody see it? No, we can't. What? What? What did you have a video pulled down? There. Oh, oh yeah, the, the 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 yeah, where he just like slaps it on everything and like it doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're watching. I want to do this. Like it's right just now, like folks. I want to seal shit. It would be so much fun. <laughs> but they sell it like they sell it by like the paint bucket now. So it's like you know I'm a plasti dip everything. Dude, you it must work. To. Oh, this is oh, the one where it. like they make a boat out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah well, let me see if I can fan, find the, the fan boat. Yeah, because we're just watching. Oh, there's the boat. Yeah. yeah. But this is this is the commercial. If you can find the the fan yeah. boat that's made out of that, that'd be sick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me find that. Uh, but but Nick, we did have a video pulled down. We interviewed a uh, <clears throat> a doctor researcher. He I was about to say it had to research. be COVID. And we got we got a community guideline strike. Yeah, for we it. got a community. So we didn't. Yeah, YouTube. we just pulled the video down because we don't want to upset the lords of of YouTube before we're able to even make a splash. Man, we're kind of dude. They got right you now. so fast, like oh, they did. Boom. How, there how, it is. Who do they Look have at coming that. Come through on. that? Is that like AI? 
it's AI. It's got to be algorithm. Yeah, it's a hundred percent AI. And the and the thing is, the dude is actually he's re. I mean, he's he's researching AIDS and he's researching uh, COVID. And it's not like we were even talking about like wild. We were, we were fucking speaking. Tr- he was speaking the truth. I was speaking bullshit. But like he's correcting me and educating us. And they're like, no, he can't have that. And we were well, just we like, had Whatever. like what like maybe within a couple episodes before that we had talked to. Um, uh, Ford Fisher from NewsToShare.com, yeah. and he has he has problems with it all the time because he he does news reporting and he'll report on COVID protests or anything. And YouTube has in their algorithm it scans for keywords in the text of the video, in the actual vid, like the video and the audio of the video to find certain things. Like he's had problems like when he'll report on people protesting about the election in um the last election yeah and if you get three you're out right yeah yeah and he'll like and he'll put this like there's a specific statement that you have to put it and he'll put it in the description and he'll put it in text in the video and it'll still get tagged like the the i forget the clip we it was about like covid we were talking about covid but not like about treatments or anything, just like what the state of like, or like what the, the, the technology of the, uh, the vaccines or something. And it, it tagged us for it. And like, I had to like email, nothing ever happened with it. Also, I like had to tweet at YouTube and be like, Hey, this is a video with a world, a world renowned expert on long. Yeah. On long COVID from UCSF, uh, medical school. Uh, he's not, saying any kind of misinformation this these are facts and do they, and they bring it back this. up no no we had we to don't delete have, it we don't have enough clout we don't have enough yeah. clout to like fight the the good fight we will at some point you this know, is a problem years, with but, youtube yeah it's a, uh, it's a giant problem yeah they, they have i mean you can once you get to like uh you get partnered or whatever when you cert- hit a certain metric, then you have someone who is like your caseworker okay, who you yeah. can contact at YouTube who can do these things. But like this kind of stuff happens to people and the only people that can get it resolved are people who have social media clout either on YouTube or like uh, Ford is verified on Twitter. So he was able to use that and get people to fix it. But it's like, it's a big problem with YouTube. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, COVID is one of those issues where like right from the start, I knew like, I'm not going to say anything publicly about this like one way or the other. Like I have, no, I have like dude. a story about it now, but I don't even want to say it. Cause it's okay. well, <laughs> well, yeah. No, 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 no. You can say it. You can, I mean, you don't can censor say, yourself. Yeah, this is fine. a fireside chat. We're not going mean, to self-censor. I mean, like it, it, the, the stuff recently, uh, I guess, so the other day, you know, like browsing Twitter, I saw someone, <clears throat> not to pick on this person because I think they're a good person, and they were like, uh, they were looking at like the new job numbers uh, that came out mm. under Biden that were good and like whatever, and, and uh, yeah. they were like, well, I Relatively wonder if, speaking. why, unemp- I wonder if, un- and they were like, um, I think unemployment is so low because just so many people died of COVID. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, dude? Like one million like people only a million of- people in the, I mean, only a million people died in yeah, the United I mean, States. Yeah, you know, like. like it sounds harsh, but like a million people died of COVID. Most of those people were like at or near retirement age, and like a million in the U.S. job market is less than one percent. Like right. that number yeah. wouldn't. So like, I, I don't know. It gets a little silly sometimes with that stuff. Well, and, and and you're leaving out the whole part that they've like several times over the past like decade changed the way the statistics are grabbed so that yeah, they don't count Obama, certain types of the, people. The yeah, they changed it during Obama after the 08 crash to make it look better instead of if the statistics were done the, st- the same way they were 
prior to that, which they had been, I think, since inception, or at least for a long time, it would show that the job market never recovered from the 08 crash, and we're still in a deficit from that. What was what was the changeover? It was that people who were no longer looking for employment are not counted, right? Yeah, after and it's after a certain period of time as well. It wasn't just like if you were looking for work and you haven't found it and you've been unemployed for X amount of time, you're no longer counted. And not even if you've just decided not to look. Because it used to be if you've decided not to look, but you're you're unemployed, but you're looking and you've been unemployed and looking for three years, you're still counted. Now it's like, I think like uh, a year, year and a half. I can look that up. Here's what I'm curious about, Nick. Did you engage this person on Twitter? No, dude. <laughs> I, I like to, I, I like, uh, I'm, I'm a very peaceful guy when it comes to like online conversations. Like I don't like Me to get too. into online arguments. Um, Me too. So like, I don't know, what was I going to say? Get into like a protect, protracted argument with somebody over some COVID stuff? Nah, you know, just let, let stuff, you know, let people breathe. I don't care. That's what I do, man. I can't, I don't, I, I'm terrible. I'm not even like, I barely on Instagram. Like I need to be like. How, like trying to grow the show and spend every waking second on Instagram and Twitter and t- I just can't do it. I, you I can't like even. You can't even do it. No, I can't do it. I can't. Do, I, I'm like, oh, I want to go outside. I want to go to the gym. I want to. I can't just. Yeah. It's not. I, I have someone that does it, um, but <clears throat> and we're we're ramping that up. But I just, it's so fake. It's not real. I want to sit down and talk to someone. That's kind of how. Yeah, I only talk shit face to face. Like me too. Yeah, I only talk. Yeah, when the consequences are going to be dire, right? Like yeah, I only I only get yelled at in person. uh, Like uh, like when I went like when I did the Ukrainian thing and like a Ukrainian guy yelled at me. Yeah, I only (laughs) yeah. So I got when we did that on uh, on YouTube, we got a bunch of comments, uh, a couple comments when we had. Uh, Ivan Kachanovsky on, yeah. Oh, I, I listened like, to the, uh, I listened to the thing. I listened to the entire thing. Yeah, we we got like we got like one comment that was like semi supportive, but then like uh, a ton just around the internet, like people posting, especially on Facebook, on his Facebook, just like obviously Russian bots calling him like uh, you know like a United States shill or like American bots calling him a Russian shill. It was pretty funny. It doesn't, and see, that's that's the one thing I, during the interview I had to reiterate. Like, you are not pro-Russian. Like, he is definitely super anti-Russian, but like the case that he makes, in my opinion, and, and obviously a good place uh, to, to, to watch this would be on YouTube because we have, uh, it. In, it's it completely transcribed so you can read... He has he's subtitled on there. Um, yeah, dude, he, he I, yeah, I, was, pretty... I was telling actually, I was telling Anthony. I don't know how much work went into that. Like that's a lot. an insane amount of work. A lot. It, I, did, um, I did a lot of work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you think yeah, Rick did? Rick was very beautiful on camera. Yeah, for a second there, he Rick was, was very beautiful on camera. I it took me six hours of transcribing <laughs> to do that, right. not including the uh, yeah, the editing. You're about to get your mic cut, dude. Yeah, for a second. <laughs> the, the look, the look on your face, John, when I said I did a lot of dude, it was horror and rage. Sorry mm-hmm. for the it, yeah, yeah, a little John. a little dead inside. I wish you could have seen me like at awful. the end of that week. Dude, I. Was I imagine like six gassed. hours listening to yes, just, I was, just I went the to audio. The, six hours listening yeah. to I went to the first pro Russian protest in Moscow uh-huh. before I went and to and like Canada. how many times like because I'm not super duper familiar with like the geography of Ukraine outside <clears throat> of like Kiev and uh, you know Crimea and the kind of like 
world geopolitically relevant places like but when he god when he said zapojisha i it took me like 20 minutes listening to that <laughs> section <laughs> over and over to say i'm like what what oh wait Wikipedia i know that that's a place open. yeah yeah for real no you should have seen i think i had like 30 tabs open where i was just constantly doing that and then going back to premiere and doing this and then going back over here it was it was awful it was awful it was not ideal you owe me I, money for that rick I, I, that, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely terrible but we did we had oh, after the because it was i don't i i lived in a foreign country and i'm pretty used to pretty thick accents so i was able to understand probably 90 percent 94 percent of what he was saying um, there was a few times I got tripped up and maybe had to ask a clarification question, but like the mm-hmm. the case that he makes it, with regard to foreign interference of a Western power didn't say who, and it towards the end of end of the interview, I know he's living in Canada. I was like, dude, are you af-? like I I don't know if I asked him this question. I, I should have was like, are you afraid for your life? Like, are you fearful of your life? Like the shit that you're writing about. It's pretty intense. You're 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 calling out the Ukrainian government. Like you sound if if someone's not listening to the full statement of your arguments or, for, or the full like your complete full statements. If I could, if we wanted to be nefarious and clip this out, you would sound very pro-Russian. But you're really oh, just yeah. telling a the full story of how fucked up this situation is and how mm-hmm. really nothing is as what you know we we. Nothing is as it seems, you know. I mean, yeah, very... he's talking about like people who are willing to do false flag attacks on their own people. Like he's talking about, yeah. Like... And I mean, like if you just let the you let the facts play, it's like one paragraph is going to be pro Russian, the next one's going to be pro Ukrainian, and then back again. Like there, it's just so much shit. Um, yeah, even I did that, find just taking taking like the full context with like the breakdown of like the Maidan stuff. He he did. Yeah, like, he's saying some I mean, some shit that can get you whacked. Like he's 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 talking yeah. about like oh, yeah. false flag attacks, people shooting their own people to like spur international events. Like I would be that's floored if he was not on a KGB hit list already. Uh, yeah, so, or, and, like and whatever a, FSB or whatever. And a called. quick quick clarification, and Nick, correct you you're. Uh, know a little bit more about this than I do, but just for the listeners that are, are popping in, Maidan was the protest, uh, basically like the Ukrainian uprising that happened. People occupied a square, I'm going to say near the capital, whatever, they were the protesting Maidan, yeah. out in the winter. Yeah, the, yeah, and the Maidan freezing, And all of a sudden, um, he's alleging that the, the, the people that organized this said, hey, how do we get the West involved? And they're like, well, we need to see some motherfucking bodies. Okay, and then and the meeting went down just like that. We said we need to get some motherfucking bodies. Okay, yeah. Like how many? Uh, hundred, two hundred and fifty. So there was snipers that sh- that killed a hundred, maybe maybe hundred. It was about yeah, it was hundred. I want to say about, it was like it was, about it was, it was like hundred seven, hundred and eleven, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the mm-hmm. Russian kind not, of shell not the snipers peasant. killed a hundred people. It was a hundred people died at the end of like this like three four month protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so. They the, the the we oust like the pro Russian president. And we put a new one in. The West gets involved. Like he's saying that that the 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 sniper attacks of the the protest of, in, during Maidan that was caused by a Western power. That's he said that that was what direct Western involvement. He has communications that prove that. And I'm like, man, that's fucking heavy. Because that's not he's something present- we're going to hear. He's presenting about. it at his conference in. Uh, yeah, I really want to see the communication. I think in, like, yeah, because from my understanding, it was just like a like a like a right wing 
psyop, basically, like a right-wing false flag mm -hmm. operation by like parts of Ukrainian ultranationalists. But like, if there yeah, was a Western specific, hand, specifically Svoboda, the the quote yeah. unquote "we're not Nazi" any former Nazi party, which is like okay, exactly. Sure. But like, if there's if there's Western intel that they knew and there was communication, I I certainly want to see it. Like those are uh, those yeah. Are he claims specifically you have to back he up. specifically said that it was a representative from the Western governments who was speaking for all of them, and you can do the math there. There's only maybe two countries that could do that it's the united states or britain yeah and and the uk doesn't have the clout that we do by the way i'm curious more. and here's to him not getting god before that conference yeah. right, right. Oh, god dude that would f uh, that freaks me out man. i mean when we were doing when i was doing research for that show before just to get as familiar with it as possible i was looking him up everywhere and there's just like you know, he's got his YouTube channel where he's got all of his evidence videos out there publicly for people to see. But it's just like if you search his name outside of the like academic credentials and his own things, it's all just like Russian bot claiming he's just a shill for the United States or like other bots claiming he's a Russian shill. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous. To, to me, that guy like embodies like the old school <clears throat> conspiracy theorists. And he's not. I want to make that mm -hmm. very, very clear. But if you look like in the early 2000s, a lot of conspiracy theorists were just people that were really well-read. They were professors. Yeah. They were yeah. They mm -hmm. were just they were people that that followed history and and were able to track trends and were able to like start an online discussion um, through various channels. And you know, I was kind of deeply in, in into that and they would talk about mm -hmm. things in, in an open and, and, and like kind of like the intellectual dark web, if you will. And yeah. they had facts and you could you could just kind of explore the, the different narratives. And like I love I, I hate in modern day society that the, the word conspiracy like automatically writes someone off. Because there's a like like if you look at he's the most cited person on the planet with regard to, you know, Ukrainian politics and, yeah, and whatnot. Like, like it's it's insane. There yeah, was like a the podcast like a, that I used to listen to. Go like the dude has a shit ton of gigabytes. Like he he and his students or whoever did the study, um, like had to sit down through just like hours and hours and hours and gather hours of video footage from like Facebook and news and all that stuff to put it together. Like that is stuff that like modern day I mean, that's stuff that, like, I saw conspiracy theorists that, like, I know knew in my personal life, like, sit there like, and watch, like, 12-hour videos of the Boston bombing to see if, like, mm -hmm. a flag was waving the right way after a bomb, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's the stuff yeah. he was doing, but he's doing it, like, correctly in, in an academic fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in, in there was a papers, <clears throat> there was a podcast that I listened to. I used to listen to it, like, religiously. Um, it's still going, though. It's... I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it anymore. It's called No Agenda. It was with uh, it's with Adam Curry, who is like the guy who essentially invented Podfather. podcasting. Yeah, <clears throat> and then uh, John Dvorak, who is a tech journalist and writer who's been around. He was the guy in the '80s who wrote an article about how stupid the mouse was and how the mouse would never catch on as a, an interface device for computers. Um, <laughs> great article. Um, they, back in, you know, I lost them when Trump got elected. They were big on Trump because they bought into the whole Trump is draining the swamp. He's, he's actually the psy, he's not the psyop. The other guy is. Um, and they've gone down that road, unfortunately. But before, like in like, 
the early 2000s and like even like 2010 they they crushed it like that's how i learned about the book family of secrets and how i learned about all of the different like oil cartels and all these things that they used to be that type of conspiracy person that they're just extremely real well yeah, it was, they it were, was the Alex you know Jones citing political science Rogue stuff thing yeah 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 it's like back when you know back when conspiracies were like you know interesting and not just like oh wait this is real and we're all gonna die you know yeah i i i I do miss, I do miss, I, I I remember when the first time I found Alex Jones, I was like mm. in college and I was like, what is this guy? And I was a, I was a, I was a young man. You were man. late to the Alex Jones train. Oh, I was train. super late. I was maybe college, like, dude, so many people like have the, 19, the, like, the experience of like in between bong hits, the, the Alex, <laughs> the Alex oh, yeah, dude, that's a hundred percent. That's, that's, that's the universal experience of like on. a certain type of college. Tell bro. the globalists we're coming for him. <laughs> Wait, that was, I a, saw pre- a, documentary. that was a pretty good impression. <laughs> What's up? I just saw the documentary. What's oh what uh what is this documentary? I don't know about it. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Uh, Alex's War. Uh, it was uh, the lady. She's sort of like an alt type filmmaker, and uh, she did like mm-hmm. a movie about incels a few years back, and then uh, okay, she just made one about uh, Alex Jones, which is is like a I have to <clears throat> cinema verite i think is the word for it where she just like puts a camera in front of like alex jones and just lets him go you know i mean oh. like the thing is is like <clears throat> he lost me at sandy hook when <clears throat> he started doing the shit where like he's like on trial for now and going to be like gutted for he's pay- he's paid for he's paying four million dollars uh, he, he's paying million. four million plus uh, a bunch of like uh what, what the hell are the other type of damages called again Punitive, I believe. Huh? Punitive, Punitive? damage? Something like that? Yeah, whatever. I think, yeah, that are like, yeah, I think so. I think overall he's paying like $12 million because in Texas there's like, in a bunch of states there's a cap. So overall he's paying like $12 million or something like that. But like the, I used to, yeah, he is, he's going to be $49 million. Damn, did you just pull that up? Yeah. 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 uh, AP. So it's, it's real. Um, yeah, more than $49 million. It was uh, like they, <clears throat> the the group of families from the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting sued for $150 million, yeah. and they're getting 49 So the jury um, really didn't want him doing it again, basically. No, no. <laughs> and like I, I used to enjoy listening to him, and like I didn't take him at his word for everything, but like he was obviously fucking insane, but there was a lot of truth that he was- got a lot of shit right. Right, weaved into that, and that's what that is what makes him so dangerous at, at points. And I kind of had, I was convinced that he wasn't who he was; that he was like a prolific uh, performance artist, like he was like Andy Kaufman, you know, doing this shit to convince people of this stuff. But and but he got enough of it right. But I think he's just a dude who was like con- crazy conspiracy dude, and then he just got drunk at his own sauce. Yeah, I think and well, he's all the a, alcohol that he drinks as well. Yeah, because he's a raging alcoholic. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, the the one thing I do, I will say this: like he did get a lot of stuff right, and they yeah, definitely oh, yeah. just they just clipped yeah. his nuts. I I he went to I, the thing is is he 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 would still probably be doing exactly the same stuff and still getting like he was good for probably like a third of what he said was was straight up true, but 
after Sandy Hook, like he he went way too fucking far when he started. Like it's one thing to 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 do the whole like uh, what do they call crisis actor thing and claim that it's that, but then to literally go at like go harass these families of people who have who have lost children in this thing and continue to do it. That was where it just went way too far. That I was just like, I can't even like listen to this dude anymore. I don't know when I stopped listening to him. I probably went, well, I started listening to him again uh, during the whole Ukraine invasion. I was like, whoa, I guess uh, I was wrong here. <laughs> I'm need back to on go, the InfoWars train. Go. No, shut, because, John, I pulled you back into that world, too. You did, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Because uh, uh, <clears throat> there was a, a bunch of things going on, uh, around about him, like, uh, online, where it's like he kind of predicted this war. And I was like, oh, shit, well, I got to mm-hmm. check him out again. Let me get good dive dive into this. I mean, if we want to get conspiracy, conspiracy, he was probably just a CIA psyop. Oh. Or he was, they just, they put him on a train and got him to say crazy shit. Like, they were probably feeding the shit about, like, growing, you know, uh, what was that, genetically uh, enhanced pigs in that can weave spider armor and, like, pig stomachs and shit like that. That sounds cool. I wish that was true. Honestly, I, yeah. I was, I was never, I was never an Alex Jones guy because I, I, I come, I'm of live pedigree. Uh, like mm-hmm. I was a whole on like very, very liberal when I was like 14, 15, and 16, 17. When you're like supposed to get into, into conspiracy theories. I was like working with the Miami Dems and stuff. So yeah, see, really? I got, I got on him because I was, I was big, big lib too. And it was because he was so on the anti-Iraq war yeah. stuff. Yeah, but that like, was you guys when I, like, around like 2003. Me. Yeah, you guys relived yeah. before me. That's the thing, you know. By the time mm-hmm. I, I became a live, like that sort of distrust of authority or whatever <clears throat> had sort of exited the Democratic mm-hmm. Party to some yeah. extent. So like that's not the environment I grew up in. I'm like a very late arrival to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, yeah. let me welcome you in. Um, <laughs> do you want to know... I mean, you got to start thinking, because listen, I... Well, like, let's throw cred down, though. When 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 are we talking? Like, I'm I'm reading uh, the book Crossing the Rubicon when it came out in 2004 and ranting about George Bush, you know, wanting to invade Iraq and, you know, high school lunch in 2003. I want you to pull something up, because this is, this is, this is why I, I don't ever trust... I'm super anti-government. I am. I am still pretty much a die-hard conspiracy theorist. Like I'm. I'm like, for the most part, I, I'm a step below like tinfoil hat guy. But pull up, look up the Church Committee. I think yeah, that this was this, a Senate, this is, this senatorial is what got me into conspiracy theories. Okay, oh, really? there you go. Nice. Oh, dude, these these guys found out. These a bunch of senators found out that 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 um. The CIA and all these uh, CIA, CIA, NSA, NSA, FBI, they were all IRS. doing these fucked up things. This this has mm-hmm. this this goes into like dosing people with LSD and making them insane. Looking at uh, you know, all, uh, let me let me see if I can. Yeah, I got I got it right here. You're you're yeah. crushing it. You know. Yeah. You're, so you're the, the, it. it it just. Like this, these they found out that these these governmental agencies had no oversight and were just doing mass experiments on the public, young college students, and they're like, "This is unacceptable." Yeah, that's, that's what that book Chaos was about—the one that came out about uh, <clears throat> Charles Charles Manson a little bit ago. Oh, that's right. That's about Charles Manson and him 
he was involved with the CIA, wasn't he? Yeah, he was involved with the CIA because they just fried his brain and stuff. It doesn't go as far as he was like he was a, but it strongly implies he was basically like a washout, a CIA washout, wasn't he? Yeah, it strongly implies that there is um, it 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 does it in two ways. Like one, it implies that there's the level of like prosecutorial misconduct. And, like, times, like, his parole agent let him go and close relationships with his parole agent and stuff like that. It, it mm. uses that to say, well, this guy was getting different treatment. Like, clearly, absolutely. Like, his his ranch wasn't getting raided for some reason. He was absolutely getting different treatment. And why is that? And that's when it ties him back. Incidentally, with... Uh, the MK Ultra projects, possibly when he was in jail. Um, the guy at the Haight Ashbury Clinic, the guy he used to go to mm-hmm. to like to get basically his girls treated for STDs, you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while. Like that guy was a very close confidant and in a partnership with the, the head of like the whole dosing people with acid MK Ultra project thing. So mm-hmm. it, it establishes right. enough facts that sort of by a preponderance of evidence you can say, okay. What we have been told so far about Manson, like the definitive book written by the Manson prosecutor, is probably not true. Yep. Yeah. yeah I mean, and then you, you it makes take, sense. You, you take, just have to have a basic cursory understanding of government and the spent American, just the American years government doing research. Like th- that, yeah. it was yep. supposed to be like he started out like it was supposed to be like a little article he was writing for like a Manson anniversary thing. Then it turned mm-hmm. into a book, and it takes this guy like twenty years to piece this shit together. Like twenty mm-hmm. years to piece it together. Yeah, because that's right. They they found out about MK Ultra the, the, the Church Commission our committee but like then you take it you take it a step further and look at what they did to the tuskegee airmen you know mm-hmm. giving them syphilis and not treating them like this is our government did that that to was too veterans. it wasn't just the airmen it was the populace of tuskegee alabama that they <laughs> I, I gave did. syphilis yeah it was just just the people too or didn't they i don't know they gave <clears throat> they, let's say they contracted it and they didn't they didn't treat they didn't them treat they them, just yeah. wanted to see yeah they let didn't me treat yeah let them. me look i want to there they, was they another situation the diagnosis was and let it go on and it didn't like I think they gave them like they gave them placebo vaccines as well yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. our our government did that right so that's insane so like as and so I I look at what's happening now because I'm kind of getting obsessed with it again and John and I've kind of had some conversations I look at the the interest that we have it's like history is repeating itself i'm, I'm bringing this to aliens <laughs> well so I, before, I was uh, gonna say before we go the one the one government conspiracy or like you know quote-unquote conspiracy that it, it's really not a conspiracy it's just literally how it's gone no no one has ever gotten big on the like does anybody wonder why the Bush family has been so involved in everything for the past hundred years? And the Bush family features into like the JFK conspiracy at times. I mean, they yeah. like, like, don't, let's, let's just like, let's set aside that, you know, the grandfather of, you know, the father and grandfather of two American presidents was a Nazi, essentially a Nazi war criminal who had all of his assets frozen and seized during the war and wanted to, you know, install a, uh, a fascist dictatorship in the United States. Let's was just, he part we'll of the business plot? Aside. The FDR business yeah. plot thing? He was, okay, he yeah. was one of, he was like one of the, the main people in the business plot, Prescott Bush. Uh, George H.W. Bush was heavily involved in oil in the, uh, in the Caribbean area Zapata, and in uh, Texas. Zapata Petroleum. 
the uh, yep. the CIA shell company he ran. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, also, and called, he was uh, also a very high up in the CIA. I think he got he was like second in command at the CIA, yeah. and then he went into politics. And suddenly he, you know, JFK gets killed in very mysterious circumstances, and they install somebody who was a Bush crony in Nixon. The after time, the timeline uh, is that. Um, the day so uh before being assigned uh, cia head uh i think under ford um mm-hmm. he had lifelong denied he ever was involved with the agency right like that mm-hmm. was it sort of shocked a lot of people because uh, who's this guy they're putting in to clean up quote unquote the cia and uh, the thing is that the day after jfk is assassinated um the cia has on the records that they receive a call from a george bush mm-hmm. uh so, so people find this and they're like, you know, what the hell? Like, who is this George Bush? And eventually the CIA gets back to them and says, oh, this, this and this George Bush, by the way, the information that uh, was being reported to the CIA is this George Bush called the CIA and said to them that he had heard Texas oilmen and business people talk about assassinating JFK in the weeks prior. So it, it sounds mm-hmm. like he's covering his own ass in a way. And then the CIA responds, and they're like, okay, we have no, no file personnel for any George Bush that's ever worked at the agency. And then they respond again, I think, and they're like, okay, no, wait, we do, but he's a janitor. So they yeah, track down okay. the janitor, and of course, like, what the fuck? Why would a janitor know anything about this? Just like uh, unknown or unnamed members of my family who have worked for unnamed alphabet agencies have always worked for the State Department. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. Uh, he's also, that was one of the questions I think they, they, they asked him, like, on live television. He's also, like, the one guy who doesn't remember where he was when the president was assassinated, which I think is very yeah. funny. And then, like, and, that, and then just how very uncanny it is that outside of that, you know, after JFK is assassinated, you have Johnson, who's just he just takes over, and then Johnson gets they get Nixon in, and Nixon's so f- he was such a fucking idiot he couldn't even hide how corrupt they were, that they likely did him up for Watergate, and then Carter was an aberration, and then you have Reagan, and who's right there with that? Like Reagan was the Bush family, and then you have him, you have Bush, you have Clinton, who is essentially like the Clintons are kind of like an offshoot of the Bush, like crime syndicate if you will and then you have h or uh you have w and all the shit he did you know and they're still involved in it you at know, some now. point it's, at some point when a man is feeling very low in his life i think he he goes to the store he picks up a bottle of vodka and he starts watching jfk conspiracy theory videos mm-hmm. i think that's like a universal experience that's how i got it i mean it's yeah, and it's it's amazing how like all of this shit like the just the traject the trajectory of the United States. That's how I got into it. Like at seven AM drunk watching the 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 um what's uh, the Oliver Stone movie being like, Can you believe this yeah. shit? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking twenty eighteen. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> they fucking killed my boy. If, if you want <laughs> if you wanna if you want a really, really juicy conspiracy theory. Listen to a podcast called the MLK Files. Oh, it yeah. It breaks down the assassination of MLK. That's not like, even a conspiracy. That's just that happened. Dude, they got this, the, the FBI the, sent letters to him to convince him to kill himself. What, what, was, what, the, what is uh, the, the theory that the MLK Files has? Because, like, last so, time, I never looked into it, but, like, last time I knew of it, I thought, like, the governor uh, whacked him. No, no. And and I, I'm not going to give it away, but basically, uh, and who the fuck? Who killed MLK? 
It was the FBI. We know it was the FBI. No. It was probably no. the FBI. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm gonna, hold on. Uh, James Earl Ray. Is Elijah is completely Yeah, that's the guy that shot, that allegedly shot Martin Luther King. James I Earl do Ray. not think so. I think it was the CIA for sure that had him whacked or no 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 the FBI excuse me it's the, 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 the high po- the, the, thank you Joe. you're you're reminding me the the FBI like J Edgar Hoover hated this man and like the when Hoover when was start, fucking crazy like, Hoover was he's also gay too like yeah, well, I mean, that's the part that's sure. not the worst part. Like, no, the, no, I mean, no. I'm not, not that saying it's a bad that. Part, I'm just saying like, that's a that's, FBI, a that's a thing. The agency started by devious gays. Yeah, <laughs> right. The cross-dressing <laughs> trans people. No, 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 no. Allegedly, he was a cross-dresser too. He was no, yeah. he, not allegedly. He he was for sure. For sure? Okay. Yeah. So, but, um, so was Summer I just, Wells. I just discovered this. Also gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, what I, I was saying is that, so this this guy. Hoover is is constantly watching MLK. He's sending him letters, and I think they they allegedly paid two people to take this guy out. I'm I'm butchering this. It's been a long time since I've heard this this podcast. It's an investigative journalist journalistic podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm fantastic. listening to this the second we get out of this. By the way, yeah, yeah, you have it. Now. Yeah, I'm, on the, yeah. I'm on the MLK conspiracy train now. Yeah, the the MLK can, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions there. Uh, the 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 60s and 70s were a wild time in American yeah. I, American I had politics. to do a, I, I when you uh, listen to the Che episode, you'll you'll get to hear it. But it has like a 30 minute introduction uh, about like the 60s and 70s, um, mm-hmm. mainly about what like what Che meant to uh, the radicals of that time, like people like the Weather Underground, mm-hmm. the Black Panther movement, and all that. And I had to read a shit ton. Um, for that, and I was, holy shit, dude! I'm I'm like in the '60s, '70s conspiracy hole, particularly deep right now. So I'm listening. My to thing that with right it, away. with all the MLK stuff that what kind of put me on the train to because before I I'd like I didn't really think of it. I knew he was assassinated, but I was also a child, right? Um, I didn't think much of it, and then once I learned that, like you know, a lot of the quotes, you know, all the quotes that everybody knows about MLK and everybody likes to use, are all from one very specific period in his life, and no one ever talks about like after, like towards the end of the the later part of the civil rights movement when he just became so despondent with the fact that nothing was being done, no real change was happening, and he just went full. He was just full uh, socialist like borderline communist well, in 67 and was great. in 67 yeah, uh he gets booed off the stage in chicago by his mm-hmm. own people um yeah. because at that point the movement was black power and yeah. mm-hmm. mlk was not down with the black power thing no so no. so he's he's like trying to preach like you know uh like a like uh, our white brothers who like eventually come to like see us as you know equals blah 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 he's talking about that and he gets actively booed so like at the end of his life, the movement is like actively the ra- in the in the racial sense, in the economic sense. I think you're right. In the racial sense, mm-hmm. the, the movement is already running away from him by the end of his uh, yeah. life. So I think yeah, it's but I mean, they, and they never remembered. talk about yeah, and they never no one ever talks about how he was his speech and his statements were far more radical than what 
he was saying like when he was giving his speech on like the Lincoln Memorial and all in that period. But but the, his speech has got more radical. And when he just when the when the government decided to whack him, it was essentially when he started speaking against the war, mm-hmm. like that. Like when he started speaking against the the war, and people started coming to him and being like, "Hey, this is what we're doing in Vietnam. Like it's not good." Uh, that's when he started to, I feel like, gain a little bit more momentum. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this, and they kind of cover this on the podcast, that this dude, they start looking at him as a potential presidential candidate. And that's when, like, his fate was pretty sealed. Because he was able to wrap... Oh, oh, my God, can dude, you that's, imagine? That's like a super interesting counterfactual. Like, it's, what would it's have a very, oh, yeah. it's, What would his legacy be as if they didn't get him? Yeah. Yeah. If if he if he made because he starts speaking out against the war, getting support, right? You starting to unite people, starting to talk about social problems, starts to kind of transcend race, right? And then he's they fucking kill him. But right? at the you same know, time, then, at the end of the decade, he's operating in a period where the movement no longer wants to transcend race. Like the mm-hmm. the, no. the it movement at the end of the decade that radicalizes into a core, particularly in the north, right? Like you said, um, uh, nothing mm-hmm. was changing, nothing was being done. So when the civil rights movement leaves the South, where the signs of oppression are a lot more visible and have TV cameras and goes north, mm-hmm. where it's like things like yeah. housing, like in, uh, in Cicero, when in a uh, middle class family yeah. tried to move in and like the entire town came and burned their townhouse, um, <laughs> like stuff or the like Tulsa, that. Or the, the race riots in Tulsa, too. Yeah. Even though that, that was that was earlier, but, you know, yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So well, the, the, the other Black the other Wall Street. The yeah. The other aspect of it, too, that's interesting is the FBI. Because, like, so my grandfather was, he was an an FBI agent for his, like, entire life. You know, like, he retired after 30 years, but he was still doing work for them, like, up to the, like, almost the day he died. Um, It's, it's, there, there were, there was, like, a kind of, like, internal schism in the FBI. You had the one part of the FBI that my grandfather was in that it was World War II veterans and people that had trained to fight wars and were actively doing counter espionage against the Russians, both domestically and for in foreign ways. Uh, and then you have the other side of the FBI that is the like your typical, you know, slave drunk patrol Irish cops. Cop. Yeah, yeah. And that's that is the facet where Hoover came from, and that's the facet that ended up driving the FBI forward from then too. They they don't really do they don't really do any more domestic surveillance anymore. It's all like they do sometimes it's really only in support of like bigger ops with other agencies. Plus now they have the NSA that can just like, you know, turn on the microphone on your phone and listen to every room in the country, like Batman, you know. Oh, don't even get me started. You know, you don't really ever know if your phone is shut off. Like you right, could yeah. you could turn your phone and they can access that and actually mm-hmm. turn it on. That's the, something the that NSA Snowden has, has brought up. Yeah, and the NSA this has been known before Snowden. The NSA has a history of working with specific the one specific example I know a lot about is when they worked with the RCMP, the Royal Mounted Canadian Police, um, to build their data harvesting infrastructure in Canada for domestic surveillance. And the NSA any, they've done this with a lot of countries, and they did this with Germany. They did this with the UK, I believe, after the after OSI was folded after World War II. They built 
back doors into everyone's system so that they could access anything all over the world. And the Canadians found out about it and were able to close it. Um, and I think that was in the, like in maybe the early 2000s or late 90s that, I mean, it's fucked up. I mean, America, America was a mistake. I am fully on that train now. I'm, Wait, I'm, I'm, we're getting yeah, I'm pro America. Don't talk shit on my. America. I'm super pro America. <laughs> How fucking dare you, John? I'm still, get I'm, out. No, <laughs> I'm still pro American. Um, I'm super pro American too. I'm but pro we're, idea we're, of we're, America. We're, we're way off in the weeds, John. You took you let us. That's wait. what I we do. That's why I'm about here. 60, That's why I'm dude, here, dude. You're Nick. I want to get back to the '60s and '70s. I also want to bring up Fred. Aliens. I want to bring up Fred Hampton yeah. too. You, have you looked into that one? Yeah, you know yeah. About Fred I, think, I think it's, it's I think well Fred known Hampton. That I think that's the, the for clearest the, for, case of them clearly yeah. whacking someone. And for the for the listeners that don't don't know, Fred Hampton um, was uh, an activist, I believe, in Chicago, Illinois, in the '60s. I think he was killed in '69, and he was definitely murdered by the FBI. Like that's that you can Google yeah, that. Yeah, like one. they gave um, drugs to put in his drink to knock him out. Yeah, so he would December yeah, 4th, and then they they, they went into his house. A bunch of agents did and fucking murdered him. Like it was a hit by the FBI. Uh, and he was like 21 years old or something like that. Just this crazy, no, he was amazing. A older, was he a little older? He had been in jail uh, for a few years now. No, he's 21, dude. Dude, Fred Hampton was 21. 21, I'm sure. I'll bet you. I'll bet you dinner. Nah, dude. No, nah, I'm not taking that bet. I'm Hold not on. Sure. I can. I can. I can settle this. Because he was in jail for like three years. Yeah, was he? he was. He died age 21. Holy shit! December Fred 4, Hampton's a lot younger than I thought. My God, impressive yeah, guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. the, yeah. The shit that yeah, because he, it's hard to believe because of the shit that he accomplished in his short time on the planet organizing. I mean, it's interesting because this is when a lot of the gangs that we see now are, are stem from the the Black Panther. I, I'm I may be a little bit over my skis here. No, I'm, no, I, Black I don't, Panther's no, really like, So definitely, at a certain point, like the movement. Like, the Black Panthers are just, like, the beginning of the movement, right? Eventually, like, the Black yeah, yeah. Panthers, through their own internal problems, and, you know, the FBI mm -hmm. does set them up uh, to fail in many ways, <laughs> and the organization itself has its problems, does splinter off into, like, more and more violent stuff. Like, there's the stuff with the Soledad mm -hmm. brothers, right, where um, uh, yeah. they're in jail, uh, and then they hold up a judge and murder a judge uh, with weapons smuggled in. Uh, that Angela Davis uh, bought them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There's the Senegalese uh, Liberation Army, which uh, I forget the daughter of who they oh, take hostage. Shit. The daughter shit, of dude, which uh, famous magnate that. do they take hostage? Dog, dog. That's that's that's. We're way over my skis. I man. am looking right ba now. Basically, yeah, gonna, they splinter off into like a bunch of terrorist groups, and like these people like have like a massive shootout with police out of a house, and then they kidnap the daughter of. Um, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't Hilton, was it? No. Senegalese, uh, sure. Senegalese Liberation Army. What? What year was this? This specific it's one? Early 70s. They're still operating. It's like early, early 70s. 70s. Okay. Uh, I'm. I'm working on it. Are we sure they were the Senegalese Liberation Movement? Is what that the, fuck, what they're what called? What the fuck was their name? Patty Hearst. Oh, Patty yeah. Hearst. There we go. Yeah, Patty. She Hearst. was a part of it. <laughs> she was in on yeah, it. Yeah, they they kidnapped well, her. They yeah. kidnapped her. Um, That's how they figured it out. They found her is on is actively robbing a bank with them on the the security cam footage. Yeah, they kidnapped her according to like the memoirs or like whatever. First, they started off like 
you know, coercing her into sex, more or less raping her. Then she started going along with, you know, their heists. And it all ends in, like, a big brutal shootout in, like, a neighborhood, I think, California. Um, so, like, the, like the movement... And, you know, there's, there's also... Here's another one. Um, I think the Young Lords in New York, which are a Latino gang, um, mm-hmm. they take over the Bronx Hospital. So the Bronx Hospital was condemned. It had been condemned since the 1950s. It wasn't fit for use. And it, it, it mm-hmm. attended the entire South Bronx. So here's like this one shitty hospital. It has one bed per like 30,000, one bed per 3,333 uh, people uh, out of the entire South Bronx in a condemned building that has lead poisoning, that has no AC, even in the surgery units. So uh, at one point during the early 70s, the young lords take over like the psych ward department. They just like come in, they strong arm the city with guns. They like go to like the the offices in the cities where uh, they actually like would like prescribe drugs and stuff. And in part, the young lords turn the psych ward of the hospital into their own drug operation. So what? Yeah, yeah, no, it's what? an insane thing. They fucking took over a psych ward in a hospital, right? In like a shitty condemned yeah. hospital that nobody wanted to give funding to, despite the fact that it attends an entire borough in New York City. So I mean, like God. even even like Malcolm X was oh, assassinated, oh. and they said it was yeah, what, and it was it was an inside some job. Nation of Islam, yeah, yeah Nation of but Islam like, whacked him. yeah, yeah I mean, but they, like they, also that sure could that easily be done by a government. You know, I think that I think that they did because we Nick do not lose your where you're at in your story, but I, I do want to. I think that they did because when Malcolm went to the Middle East, mm-hmm. and basically like this is how he was like a dignitary, right? And then mm-hmm. the United States government actually had to issue papers like any deal that he cuts with the Arab world, we are not honoring. Like he was treated like royalty over there. When he saw what Islam was about and, and then the version that the nation was teaching, he, he realized he'd been lied to. And that's when you see the more peaceful Islam. So I think that there's definitely a motive for them to take him out. Mm-hmm. But Nick, back to the Young Lords thing, because that's I'm fucking I did not know that. Yeah, that's an insane thing. They're just like a bunch of like these little micro stories that are lost about crazy. The 60s were like at one point there were like 100 or over 100 bombings of government buildings in a year. Done by groups like the like the like the Weather Underground, right? Like the the mm-hmm. student movement that eventually came out of the SDS. Um, oh, and, you know, they would openly like uh, like when the Manson murders uh, were announced. I think Kathy Bodin, uh, maybe, who was one of the, like the leaders at that point, like like openly was saying like, "Good, I'm glad they stabbed those pigs. Like, great." And all of these people mm-hmm. end up um, they blew themselves up in a Greenwich uh, house. Uh, one of them started getting really into bomb making and they were going to deliver a bomb to an army dance in Jersey. And by mistake, they blew themselves up in uh, a Greenwich house, actually next to the house where the Dustin Hoffman lived. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. he had a hole in his wall, which is like a little known detail. Um, but yeah, like they, they most, they bombed like a shit ton of government buildings. They never really killed anybody, but, um, you know, uh, maybe like one person, but like that's dis- or like three people, but that's disputed. Um, it's another one where uh, there's there's the bank robbery with also SDS members uh, driving, mm-hmm. and I forget what of the radical groups. Uh, they try to do a bank robbery. They get into a shootout with. Uh, they kill the I think one or two security guards, and then they're caught. 
Um, and the interesting thing is that, you know, most of the black radicals are either killed or go to jail for a long time, but most of the white radicals that come out of this movement end up being professors. <laughs> like, oh, uh, one, one of them runs, like, is, like, the head of, like, the Columbia Sociology <laughs> Department. Uh, Obama actually yeah. held his first ever fundraiser while he was running for office at the home of David Ayers and his wife. Yeah, I'm that was, her name. I remember when that was a big thing when he was yeah. running for president. Yeah, how he's and, friends and with he him. was, he was an SDS, he was one of like the weather underground heads. He was like one of those, like we're yeah. waging war in the United States, like FBI's most wanted list type people. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's interesting that all those, just the fucking 60s and early 70s are insane. The amount of and violence people fucking that going claim on is, that crime is out of control now. And yeah. it's like, there were literally like, guy, like, open revolts happening 40, yeah. 45, 50 years ago. Pretty much, yeah. Like, a, like just, like, active guerrilla groups running around, you know, more or mm-hmm. less. And it's interesting to see, Nick. you know, like, 30 years later, they're, like, sociology professors and stuff like that. Yeah, let's, listen, let's, I've got an idea. I've got an idea for a show now. Let's, after you wrap up the, the history of the Cuban Revolution podcast, I think we should, we should go in on this. On the 60s? 19, we, we do we do the mm-hmm. 60s. What we start this is like the radical is movements pitch. of the 60s. We do the radical movements of the 60s, and we do it year by year, and we mm-hmm. do the highlights of the year. And I don't know how often, but we could do it like Dan Carlin style. We could do a hybrid of. We could do it. There's two ways. We could do like a fucking a massive push where I it's think like, thematic is probably easier yeah. and better and like yeah. more listenable too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not no no like just like boom 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 like uh, rapid fire. Yeah, I mean yeah, Dan Carlin is Dan the Carlin's right? podcast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't think I he think like tells that's... like the chronological history he has like a lot of diatribes. No, 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 no. I say chronological history do the, thing is like the... what I do, and that fucking sucks to listen to sometimes. If I'm honest, <laughs> no, it's it's not. But we do, yeah, kind of, kind of. You know, we we figure out how to to divide up the research and, and cover different portions. John John's gonna would would produce, mm-hmm. and we have, you know, the year's nineteen sixty, a young I don't know you know I I, I give a you know and and that's what we do we do a little history on the radical movements. You know, we could get it. There's so much there. MK Ultra. We could that. we could do a show. Yeah. Then we could do something like this, where we just compare and contrast, and we try and figure out the motives and ask the questions, right? And you could like, easily produce this as like a hey, YouTube hey, the, the, docu series as well with footage. Sorry. The San Francisco uh, AG who just got uh, ousted yeah. in the recall, uh, yeah. Chesa Bodin was not, the yeah. the son. Uh, of uh, Kathy Bowden, one of these radicals, and also raised by David Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, the mm-hmm. people I was just talking about being on like the FBI's most wanted list and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so. Crazy. Like you, that, the, so, the, the progressive prosecutor of San Francisco has like a direct familial tie to. Uh, so, yeah. Derry, you know what? What year was it that they had the Democratic uh, National Convention in Chicago, where the um, weather underground? Yeah, sixty-eight. In yeah. sixty-eight, my mom was in college. Uh, I think in Chicago and she, she wasn't there to like protest. She was just around there. It was when they were trying to get uh, a pig elected as democratic candidate. And they were handing out, they were handing out like hand painted buttons that said vote, vote pig. And my mom has like, has one of them in her. She collects like political buttons and stuff, but she was like there when that happened before the riots and everything. Like people used to riot about shit. Like I, I'm tired of like, all these people like i i really appreciate like modern 
leftists that are pro gun and pro you know, like community safety and everything that's like they're legit and all the people uh, we, are we just had, like we, we need to vote these past few years, so vote like. harder guys vote harder you know <laughs> we, we had some riots these past few years we had we had uh BLM well, yeah. riots in the january yo when one. they burned down the that uh the police station that was great i loved that that was really special <sighs> i don't know it's it's all crazy i do have i do want to ask you one question um what do you think about the oh fuck the the former Japanese prime minister Shinzo I want to say Shinzo Abe, Abe. Shinzo Abe Shinzo Abe 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 yeah Abe how did, what what does I saw I'm I'm, I'm sick I'm, I watched the video obviously yeah mm-hmm. what what political ramifications does it have I don't know anything about it I didn't look into it so I, I know I know a little bit about I don't know much about the guy who killed him but I know a little bit about Shinzo Abe that Shinzo Abe is essentially an authoritarian um, 100% he was like I I prior to learning all of this I remember like he was very big in uh geopolitics with George W Bush and trying to push all of our foreign wars in that period he also like he represented a movement in Japan that is not very well liked anymore of uh, there's a certain like there's there were certain symbols and things that he would always point to and have and he is uh that that related back to the like kamikaze samurai class of the like of world war ii and the imperial Japan. bushido the bushido yes thank you he bushido. yeah he I, I'm, also, I'm familiar with this he also was uh very instrumental in never ever publicly acknowledging the the crimes that Japan committed in Korea and in China during their occupations prior to and during World War II. He, like, there was an incident where he was, like, doing some glad-handing PR thing in a fighter jet, and the fighter jet was, like, done up with, like I was talking about, like, certain symbols. There's a certain number, uh, numerical thing that relates back to the Bushido thing that he kept like kind of cheekily pointing to and being like, Oh, that's not it. Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> you know? So what so I, from so what like I know Shinzo Abe is, is, uh, that he, uh, I mean, he was no longer the prime minister. He was the ex prime minister. Mm-hmm. No, Stepped he wasn't. Down due to health issues. I think he was running though. Shinzo was Abe? he running? I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I think he, he was, was. He was. He, I think he was, camp- he used he was campaigning on behalf of the liberal Democrats, which is, uh, oh, yes, the, that's the, right. the big 10 conservative party okay. of, um, of Japan that has pretty much been continuously in power since the 1950s. Um, mm. I, I don't know what, like, political ramifications for Abe getting killed, but, like, why, why Abe was, I think, an important figure in Japanese history was, I mean, in, for American history, there was, like, the whole closeness with George Bush that um, that was just brought up. Um, mm. Like, yeah, of course Japan's going to be, like, lockstep with the United States. Like, um, We rebuilt them. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we built them literally from the ground up. But it was, like, he would... Yeah. Uh, like after after Japan's like disgusting collapse uh, of like their asset bubble in the '90s, and the '90s is called like the lost decade, which is like a period of no growth. Mm-hmm. Um, Abe was known for Abenomics, which is mm-hmm. essentially like uh, government uh, more government spending, um, e- easy money. So you know, like uh, he was basically known for trying to get like the the economy running hot again. By both printing money and government spending, and also by sending women into the workforce, uh, Japanese oh, the, women. 
didn't really work before uh, by huge numbers before Abe. So it was sort of like a mobilization of like the entire Japanese economy. Like, hey guys, we got to get out of this fucking hole. The the number thing that I was talking about, it was in 2013. He was posing in a Kawasaki T4, which is like a Japanese fighter jet, um, with that on it. It had the number seven three one, which was a unit, unit? in the imperial yeah a unit in the uh, Japanese Imperial Army during World War II that was like essentially the Totenkampf unit that they went and did a bunch of biological and chemical warfare in uh, Korea and China. Yeah, they were like um, they the Joseph were, Mangalas of uh, yeah, and they, they were responsible Japan. too for a lot of the um, they called they them would, like, comfort inject women horse that were just inside people. Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. and they were so, yeah. they did a lot of the like the the sex trade, human trafficking stuff of women from Korea being sent to Japan to act as just courtesans for uh, for the Japanese uh, Bushido class. Yeah, I got, I got, yeah, personally, I got terrible. nothing against Shinzo Abe. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just know, I, I look at it in terms of not any, I, not, I wasn't aware of all of that stuff. Um, I was aware of some of it, but mm-hmm. I look at it in terms of this guy was really big on the remilitarization of Japan. Mm-hmm. He was, he spent so much defense money. He increased defense money or defense spending, excuse me by an exorbitant amount and he put a lot of pressure on the chinese i mean essentially the 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 japanese have fucking aircraft carriers now they're helicopter carriers quotes right but they're aircraft they could be modified to be aircraft carriers in five minutes and him being assassinated i i just i'm super curious John, can you pull up and see what the motive was behind the dude that 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 killed him? Yeah, and I just I don't know. Like I'm wondering where we're at with that now. It was some cult thing. I, it's that it's yeah. that Abe is part of some church who the Unification like, oh, Church. Yeah, the Unification Church. Who is? It's a shady religious anti-communist uh, movement. It's kind of uh, like the Moonies a little bit. Yeah, kind of like that. And the guy's mom had really bought into it, and I think given up a lot of money to the Unification Church. So the guy but hey, good mm-hmm. on him for the effort he put into building that shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy sick. in his garage, like, you know, like tinkered a weird like fucking TF2 gun. It was and like an electronic it. shotgun. It yeah. was awesome. I know. It's it's it, and it's 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 super interesting because that guy. I mean, I saw the the articles. Was like, oh my god, it was a ghost gun, and I was like, dude, that cat's out of the fucking bag. Yeah, there's yeah, no dude, putting yeah. there's no putting the lid back. And it was by like the a way, toaster with barrels. Yeah, I know, dude. I mean, I, I could get a piece of pipe and, and a little uh, a little firing pin. And that's it. But that was like, like that was like the one gun death of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the one guy that died. He was the prime minister. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, like he's yeah. he. I of the things I know about him, he like like you said, he was really instrumental in in rearming Japan, and he by all accounts seems to be a big fan of Imperial Japan. In yeah, the dude, I, dude. If Japan. I were Japan, I'd be trying to rearm too, man. I don't. I, I don't me too. I don't like the Chinese. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I would be trying to. I would be trying to rearm. And listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan 
of Imperial Japan, right? Because yeah. I'm an American. Dude, and that for, was a for the little war. time, Imperial Japan was on top. Fucked. Like they had, God, dude. you know, when, when you talk about like greatest players of all time, like in sports, you can look at it like long. <laughs> Imperial Japan is where the it's goat. like where it's like you know like this guy's entire twenty year career is awesome. Or you can look at it like by season, like this guy just like his batting mm-hmm. average was fucking insane in like this season. Mm-hmm. Imperial Japan is like that type of player that like just had in the one season they played they fuck things up they're like i mean you, you have to dude. you have to think it is a very they it is a they're they're that whole like uh uh like scope is very japanese like you know they do their like they're a completely closed country for centuries for millennia the dutch show up to trade and they're like oh what is this imperialism thing okay oh, one good. second yeah, yeah. L- let's do yeah. it. And then they do it better than almost any country in the world ever has. Dude, like, like for, yeah. for the amount of like time they were on top, the fucked up shit they managed to do in that amount of Jesus time Christ, is impressive. Yeah. It's like Dude, one it's of the great like, time scumbags. I was, uh, when, when my grandma, so my grandma died last summer and we, because she was buried at Arlington, we finally had her funeral in April. Um, and we were there going through tons of photos and I was trying to archive them and stuff. I was looking through a, a, like several boxes of sh- photos that my grandpa took on like the at the Battle of Sugarloaf Hill and like in Iwo Jima and in Guadalcanal and all this shit and just like the fucked up shit in there is insane and like the in like not even counting like the shit that Japan did in Korea for yeah, the there's, like there's what like 40 Philippine years they Death occupied March, Korea everything that they did in China which mm-hmm. is just like it's just laundry list of horror and horror yeah, like contests yeah. of like who could decapitate the most people in between fucking like giving the Han Chinese state. a run for their money in yeah. genocide the shit they did in Korea the shit they did to their own people like just the internal mm-hmm. mindfuckery indoctrination they had with their own people who oh they fucked with like the uh, the people in Okinawa too because they don't consider Okinawa they never considered the Okinawa uh, the natives of okinawa truly japanese because they were from the okinawans whole, yeah okinawans from a totally different culture for the little time they were on top dude all time numbers and dude i and i i love that you think about it like that because i think about it very much the same way and, and it's hard for me john and i i see where you're coming from mm-hmm. but it's hard for me if i'm an ube or i'm a japanese person mm-hmm. there's a, you know me dog I you're just love like mr conquers yeah. so every like, nation yeah. gets so to deny po- their own genocide right like, oh yeah it, 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 that's what that's all i'm trying to say <laughs> hey. it's like they didn't do anything different he's like, just like no oh no oh no totally like i'm not i'm i look at it the same i try to look at it the same way just like devoid of any you know the, reality the, yeah, the and Turks just deny like the armenians the british yeah. deny that they did anything funky in india which they 100 percent caused <laughs> Famine yeah. in World War Two, <laughs> right? The yeah. Russians <laughs> yeah. play footsies with the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Shit done Stalin Ukraine. was great. Have you heard that? All Stalin didn't do a thing wrong. Yeah, like Stalin totally didn't has, forcibly has deport hundreds of thousands genocide. of people from all over Eastern Europe. Yeah, you yeah. gotta. No. Yeah, to it, get a nation to admit their genocide, you really have to fuck them up. <laughs> hey, the United States yeah. is still going strong on at least one of theirs. So you know, which which one? The Native Americans. Oh, we're still like they're still killing us. Are we going yeah. after them? <laughs> uh, just it's been like a you know hundred plus year cultural genocide and then like the well, uh that supreme court case that came out uh in the, just the end of the last round that removed uh judicial sovereignty for the uh for any reservation that oh, gave the have uh, a, fed supremacy we have a guest actually coming up um that has been looking into 
the the mass graves that they found at some of the boarding houses coming the, on yeah, the, the Indian school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's going to be a heavy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be wild. So th- th- there's a there's a there's there's so yeah, much. But say, listen, I'll go I'm, I'll go off about it. Like I you know to call me bitter that like I have family that were killed during the Trail of Tears. You know. Are you are you also native? Yeah. Yeah, my I'm I am twenty. I'm so I'm I'm a I'm a weird mix. I'm twenty five percent. I'm I'm Scottish, Italian, Lithuanian, and Cherokee. My dad's my grandmother on my dad's side. Uh, my dad's mom was full blood Cherokee, born in Oklahoma on the reservation, and her parents were marched from our ancestral lands in like northern Georgia, Tennessee. Damn. Oh, all the way to there, and I have explains the ears. Then that's your spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, call me. No, no, no. It was like so. Call me a little bitter when I get pissed off about yeah, that no, stuff. You, but that you have that right, judicial yeah. sovereignty thing really is awful because that essentially, and it's already bad enough with like no nobody wants to prosecute white people who go onto reservations and commit crimes because they want them to. They don't give a shit. We're not people, but. Like, yeah, if you're the to, ones getting to, genocided, you get to bitch about it for a long time. Right, yeah, but to yeah. legally just basically say, we have, saw, we have uh, you know, uh, judicial supremacy no matter what. So, like, you know, random white dude can walk onto a reservation, rape and murder some, some woman, walk off. Feds won't do a thing. And, and whereas before, and it would have been like what? Would it have been like a... It would have been tried the on... The legal system before was that the feds, the feds were involved, but the choice to prosecute in the actual way forward was based on whatever the tribal laws and the tribal police wanted. And, and would, so the now tri- tribal would there be a trial? Would, would it be like an internal trial in the jury? I think would so. Yeah. And of, I think, and then I think natives. they would just be housed. They would be housed in whatever state they were within in okay. their judicial system. That's but now it's even if the tribal, even if tribal police want to prosecute the, uh, the state, that there is so like at least with the Cherokee being in Oak like two like a third of Oklahoma is Cherokee Nation. Yeah, uh, I got twenty three to me says I got three percent uh Taino, which is like the Cuban ones that got completely mm-hmm. wiped out or interbred yeah. mixed, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Cool. That's, yeah, yeah, but that's like my dad grew up not a real thing. In, he's he's from Southern California, but he grew up going back and forth between the reservation and California. Damn, I didn't know that dude. Mm-hmm. I thought you were Eastern European. It's good a lot. I am. Also. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, just just like the, I'm like multifaceted. the people got historically fucked the most. Do you want to go on about how my family were Jacobits and we had to escape uh, genocide in Scotland to no, go to we're Canada? Not gonna, we're literally not getting into any of this. Yeah, just some of the saddest Let's... people distilled down to the yeah. Yeah. My family yeah. has a has a history of being forcibly overrun by foreign governments, unfortunately. Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn, dude. It's, it's 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 ridiculous. You, so I'm, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. if we're gonna do the oppression Olympics, at least you know where you come from, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not technically white. <laughs> not technically time. white. Yeah, I was gonna say not technically white on any <laughs> side. Like, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Saw that one like a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's been waiting. Uh, but listen. Listen, man, I, I want to be respectful of your time. No, you don't. I really appreciate no, you, time, you no joining. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you joining our 100th episode, dude. Yeah. Thank you. And we're, we'll be back again when we get confused or we want to really... I, I really like 
anytime we want to talk about politics or what's going on, especially mm-hmm. geopolitics, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up and uh, you and Ford Fisher and all, all the friends of the show, man. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you 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 know responding to the the request to the email, and I you know that's what life's all about is 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 taking chances and making connections, man. And yeah, I you were you were one you of the first life. like kind of had public persona that we took a flyer on to invite and you were like yeah sure hell yeah oh thank you, you brother know, appreciate that so we appreciate it oh absolutely yeah. thank you we appreciate it man yeah man so it's it's been fun dude uh tell people you know tell people where they can find you tell people about the show all right yeah i have a history podcast if you'd like to listen it's a lot more like you know i don't do racial humor on it um <laughs> you can find me at nick ramos underscore one on twitter and you know just go from there All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. 100 down and many more to go. We appreciate you guys being along with us for the journey. We appreciate your patience watching me improve at these skills. I've still got a lot of work to do, but thanks for sticking with us. Uh, If you believe we're worthy, give us five stars on iTunes. Uh, Get the hit that subscribe button on YouTube and be sure to check out the Clips channel as well. Signing off. This is Rick. Love you guys. Peace.